This is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast, and I'm super glad that you're here. We provide reflection and connection for the high-achieving woman. So obviously, the podcast episode you're listening to by yourself. So the connection you can find at badasswomenscouncil.community. Come on in and join us. All right, here we go. I'm not coming down. Well, hello. I am not Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian. I am Lindsay Chepkema, and I have the distinct privilege and honor of actually interviewing Rebecca on her show today. Hi, Rebecca. It's a podcast takeover. Yes. <laughs> Watch the out. Girl I'm goes wild. I'm going to say, I'm not going to let you hit the stop button on the record. I'm just, we're going to be here all day. So. I'm, I'm done with it. Your listeners don't know what they signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's really fun is that we didn't know the first thing this morning that we were going to do this. Um, and I put on for the first time a new shirt that is a play on the words humankind. And it says human and kind. And little did I know that you were going to send me a little Voxer a couple hours after I put this on and say, hey, I have an idea. Let's talk about business as human on my podcast, but I want you to interview me. And I was like, of course. Of course we can do that. So here we are. And that is a great lead into the things we're going to talk about today about instinct and just having a little bit of that inner knowing that emotional response to an idea. And I had that idea in the shower and I was like, well, that could be fun. And I just acted on it. It wasn't some strategic plan that I had been executing for the last 90 days. <laughs> conversations. Here we go. Got to run with it. So, well, great. Well, we talk all the time about business is human, business being human, business is human. It is nothing else but human. It's, it is a whole bunch of humans working together to do a thing. Um, so, but we talk a lot about it pretty naturally, you and me and separately and together, but let's, let's level set with everyone and get everyone on the same page about business is human. Tell me, tell me about the framework. And you know, I built this simple little framework because of this conversation. You know, in my history as a consultant doing lots of work with the execution of goals and scoreboards, it was always the human element that made a strategy work or not work. And we spent so much time building the frameworks of strategy and execution of strategy and scoreboards and how are we going to know if, if if we were getting it right. And I, I looked at the teams that were doing well and said, you know what, the, the ones that are really making a difference are the ones that have paid attention to the human element. And we talked about this so much that I thought, I need a simple way to discuss this. I spent months trying to distill this thing down into like the lowest common denominator because I believe that the most powerful messages are simple messages. And I know you do too. We spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to take our complex thoughts and make them simpler because humans like things that are simple. And so it goes like this. It's it's this simple. It's two columns. On one column is the business side. On the other column is the human side. 
On the business side, the needs are to control, measure, and optimize. Good businesses do this really, really well. They know the goals, the strategies, the systems, the processes. They have a scoreboard to know if they're winning. It's how you should run a business. And it's where the majority of leaders spend the majority of their time thinking about this. But on the other side is the column that says the humans. And what humans need is to be personal, emotional, and social. And so we have these two very important needs that are very, very different. And so I'm helping people, companies, teams understand how to satisfy them both and bring them together in a really meaningful way. That is so needed. I mean, especially right now, I mean, we're hearing all, I mean, people are, people have forever looked for new opportunities that lets them bring their whole selves to work and be more human, but especially now, I mean, the great resignation and people are, are honestly starting to see that they have other opportunities and that, you know, life's too short to, to be in a situation where they are something, they're a, a cog in a machine of control, measure, optimize, and that's it. Um, and that the human side of the business and of their role within the business really does matter. And it gets to matter. And um, employers are starting to see that too. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's why books like Brene Brown's books and others who are talking about you're enough and to be vulnerable and to be more human are resonating so deeply and have been for several years, but people didn't know how to do it. Were they going to be allowed to do it? And now we've got this just global look at it where now if you're a leader that's not paying attention to it, I believe you're going to get left behind. So I have a book that's coming out in February called Write Your Own Story. And I talk about the the various ages that we've been through, the agricultural age, the industrial age. And I believe we've already been in the age of humanity. And I just want to just call it what it is, because if you're not paying attention to the humans and the human side of business, you're going to lose. You've already lost. You've already lost. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about some of the consequences on, on, on the humans and on the businesses of this obsession that we have with productivity. I mean, you you have such a depth of of understanding with what's what's happening there. Let's let's get into that. You know, my favorite way to describe it is a silly example, but it really hits home with most people I'm talking to. So I'm a runner. And Oftentimes I'll go run with friends or a group of people and inevitably there'll be a situation where somebody that I'm running with will get, you know, a half mile or a mile down the road and they'll realize that they haven't turned on their device that's supposed to be tracking their miles or Apple watch, their Fitbit, whatever it is. And, and sometimes they will stop in the street and just lose their minds. I'm like, what's the matter? Well, that, well, that doesn't count. It doesn't count now. That doesn't count now. I'm like, well, hold, hold, hold on. Because Apple doesn't know that I ran today. Right? Because one, didn't we do the miles? Like, didn't your body derive benefit from that last half mile or mile? And didn't you and I connect and start to have some endorphins running that are bringing us joy? Like, the human side of it was being realized, but if it wasn't being tracked somewhere on a graph that they could look back on, it literally didn't count. 
And it sounds silly, but you take that principle and you apply it to so many other things in our lives. We've lost the ability to the desire. Let me say that. We've lost the desire to rest. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a high achiever, when you're resting, you're not getting stuff done. You're not achieving. You're not achieving. definition is not, <laughs> not being an achiever. Yes. And it's just, and the examples go on and on and on. We've lost our ability to feel in ways that we use our intuition, our gut instincts, that spidey sense as a part of our lives, a part of our business, a part of the strategy, because we feel like everything has to be validated from somewhere outside of ourselves to be worthy and to be right. Mm-hmm. We're obsessed with pro- being productive and being right, getting it right. Yeah. And and that's something that just candidly, I mean, you've been working on with me and because, and I think a lot of people can relate to this is, is that when you are, when you are an achiever and when you are somebody who has, you know, built a life around getting some, getting things done and, and checking things off the list and winning or um, competing in any way, shape or form. That's, that's what, that's what good looks like. That's what, that's what feel good looks like. That's what happy looks like, but that's not where joy comes from. And, um, you know, rest, rest in and of itself is, is an achievement. <laughs> it is. And we're gamifying that too. It's like, how much did rest? Did you, did you rest enough? Are you, are you achieving your, your maximum potential from the amount of rest that you're getting? Yeah. There's, there's always, there's gotta be an app for that or it doesn't count. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I napped for 20 minutes. Where do I, where do I log that in my wellness right? app? <laughs> Otherwise, It doesn't count. And it just looks like I was unproductive. You and I have talked incessantly about this. I know where it comes from. So when we moved from the agricultural society of work to the industrial age society of work, we lost a lot of our human connection. We lost a lot of why our work matters because in the agricultural society, if you didn't keep up your part of the deal, people died. I mean, the consequences were pretty in your face, right? People suffered or died. There was human consequence. Well, in the industrial age, if you don't show up for work, you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's inconvenient and somebody might have to, you know, take over for part of your work for a day or whatever, but there's no grand feeling of loss when you don't show up. And that's disconnected us from knowing how our work matters to other humans. And when the industrial age worked so well for our economy, and it did, it has we turned our education system into an industrial model. And mm-hmm. so now that's where we get our obsession with being right. So you, you come into school, what, five years old? And you've spent much of your first four or five years like being the snizzle in your family probably. Like people clapped when you did things. People, people told you you were great. And then all of a sudden you get to school and they're like, sit in your, sit at your desk for long periods of time, get in a straight line to go to lunch. And if you're one of the courageous ones, you might raise your hand to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. And every year we just kind of stripped more and more of us out of us to the point we started to say, well, I have to get it right. I can't have red marks on my paper. I have to get good grades. I have to comply. There there are right and wrong answers to everything. We started to believe that. Yeah. 
Well, and, and we're dealing with this right now with my kiddos, you know, my, my oldest just moved into intermediate middle school and it's, it's been this big jump. And as a family, not just as him as a student, but us as a family, we're told to like sink or swim, like figure it out. And, um, you can see another thing that we talked about a lot that, that you taught me and that you, you opened my eyes to is, is be versus do right. Like what are, what are we, we hang so much of our ourself on what we do. And it gets back to you, the achievement and productivity versus on who we are and who we're, who we're bringing those up around us, whether it's our children or our coworkers to, or our you know employees or friends to, to be, who are we helping them be? And it, it all, it does, it all comes back to this obsession with being right and getting it right and being productive and achieving and doing. <laughs> and that was what those people, those, those students that are wired differently than the classroom brings out in them. Which is probably much more than, than we like. Oh, it's, it's not like it's one or two kids. It's, it's most of them, right? Yeah. And, and, and it, it worked too. And it worked too. Business. Yep. But you, if you think differently, or if you don't have a good time construct, which is actually neuro, it's not character-based. Because because of school, we have this, now we've got this belief that if you aren't timely, and you aren't neat, you don't care. Hmm. Well, timeliness is not a character trait. It's, it's neuroscience of the way you're wired to understand the way time. I mean, we don't have time today, but I tell you, Google it, study it. It's fascinating. But we've, we've been, we've now believe that that person that's, that's late for something is just a jerk and just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. That's not true. I mean, there mm-hmm. are probably some jerks that don't care, and that's why they're late. But but there, but more often it's it's a neuro deal, it's not character-based. And but that whole school, the way that we were raised, taught us that you know, on time is the only way to be. Yep. And there's there's wrong and there's right. Yep. And yep. Conform. What you think about the obsession with time, how often have, and you're the CEO, like you cannot go into work and nobody fires you. Right. But how many times do you get at the end of the week and you just mentally calculate the number of hours you've worked? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All the time. All the time. Well, especially, you know, I mean, because we all have life, you know, I, I have three kiddos, like we just mentioned and, um, and life and I'm a human and it all blends together. Like you talk about that too. It's not work-life balance. It's, it's all, it's all comes together. And, you know, sometimes it, sometimes it's a lot and sometimes it's a little and it's all got to fit somewhere. And I'd much rather have people working in a way that is personal, emotional, social, you're taking care of your personal needs. You're allowing your emotions and your intuition and to come together and in your understanding how the business works, you know, what your goals are, you know, what you're supposed to achieve, you know, how to achieve it. Well, if you can get that done in 30 hours, instead of 50 hours, we should celebrate that. Right. <laughs> instead of us thinking, I didn't work my 40 hours today, this week. So I must be bad. I must, I must be bad. I I'm was an, wrong. Yeah. yeah. I'm so, an, underachiever. Well, let's talk about that. Okay. So, so we've identified there's a problem. I think, I think everyone, I I hope that this is, this is hitting, hitting home to everyone, this whole, like, I feel that way. I get it. So what do we do differently? What, what can we as employees, what can we as leaders, what can we as humans do differently? Well, the idea of paying attention to your personal needs means that you have instincts of what you need to be doing. 
So, so the obsession is you want me to tell you right now, what are the three things, Rebecca, that I can do to get it right? And, and you're a, you're a marketing genius. Like, you know, that the best content marketing pieces that get shared the most are the, the four ways to do this and the 10 hacks to do that, because Mm -hmm. we want it validated. We want it quick little bits and pieces, and we want it to be right. And, and so what I'm saying is, you know, what you need, if you give yourself the space to listen to yourself, as much as you listen to everyone else listen to yourself more, get still every morning and ask yourself, what do I need? And some days it may be that you need to go get more information, but most of the time, what you need, you already know. Mm -hmm. You're just looking everywhere else to get it validated. We make decisions on emotions. We validate it on facts, which is fine to validate it on facts if you're doing something that's already been done. But if you're trying to innovate, if you're trying to come from creating work from your heart and your soul, there's no way I can't Google what is Rebecca's purpose in life and get it back. Right. I can't Amazon prime does not deliver my meaning and purpose. So the first thing that we all need is some stillness each day to let us speak to us. Mm-hmm. And something that, that you and I talk about a lot too, is that you're, and that, that you remind me of all the time is that your, your gut is data. Your intuition is data. I mean, it's, you're not born with a magical, you know, file folder of like, here is your, here is Rebecca's intuition. And she was born with it. And this is all that will ever be like, it's, it's your lived experiences over however many years you've been alive. It's, it's all the colors you've seen and all of the days you lived and all of the meals you've eaten and all the people you've talked to your, your brain is a pretty beautiful computer and that's data that's real. And so, you know, you, you teach me all, you coach me all the time to, to trust that. And it's, it is, it is real and it is right. (laughs) Most of the time, the the tricky part is trusting it and, and tuning into it. The tricky part is trusting it, right? Because we're so programmed to validate it from somewhere else. Someone else must know. Someone else must know better than me. Absolutely. Or Mm -hmm. please just tell me I'm right. The Mm -hmm. uncertainty of is it or isn't it? And a lot of times what coaching is, is I'm just holding up the mirror and helping you see you. Mm -hmm. I very rarely say, Lindsay, here are the five things you should do this week. Even though I wish you would. (laughs) She doesn't do that, you guys. But you, you know, you think about how this impacts teams and leaders and everybody has what they need and they're afraid to listen to it and respond to it. Instead, everybody's looking around like, okay, what should I do next? When I work with my clients, I want them to discover their unique personal story so they can then stand tall in that story and live a life full of soul and emotions and their natural curiosity about their unique gifts, talents, and abilities so they can live a thriving life. Because our brains are hardwired for stories and our brain wants us to thrive. So I help my clients tap into that. And I also have a sponsor for this podcast called Storybook, which is a unique and innovative platform that helps you bring your company stories to life. 
by tapping into the emotional flow and the natural curiosity that we have about your products and services. So check them out. You can go to my website, wethrive.live, click on the Stand Tall in Your Story link and see the kind of work they're doing for us, or go to their site, cantaloupe.tv, and there's hundreds of stories there that they've created that you can experience. Check them out. We're so grateful to work with them and for them to sponsor the podcast. So what's, what's the one takeaway? Um, we'll, we'll get to like where people can go and what they can, cause you got all kinds of fun stuff planned that people can dig into, but like summing up our conversation, what's, if somebody walks away from this and it's like, Oh my gosh, I've been trying to achieve my way to feeling better. Like, what do you want them to take away from, from this? Well, getting comfortable listening to yourself is takes practice, right? It's, it's like a muscle you've, you've got to, you've got to use it and it's going to be a little bit sore and then it's going to get stronger. So one of the things I, I do, that's just a, a one-time, um, sign up, pay for it. And we'll do the dang thing is I have a unique gifts, talents, and abilities inventory interview session. It takes about 90 minutes where I literally hold up the mirror and help you see you. And that can be a great way, especially, you know, if you are part of this great resignation kind of thoughts where you're like, I think there's something else for me. Let's talk about that. Let's Do see, it. you know, are you working in a role that you're using your unique gifts and talents? Cause that's really what our brain's looking for us to have a sense of thriving and well-being. Mm-hmm. And, and you may be, there may just meet, need to be some tweaks and adjustments. You may not need to leave the career that you're in because one of the things I love to say, and I think therapists say this all the time is no matter where you go, there you are. And so leaving the job you're in to go to a different job may not be the right answer, but a a 90 minute session, um, could help you identify that. This is where I get to, um, take advantage of being the host interviewing you speaking from experience. It's, it's a game changer. Um, it's amazing what, what you're able to do because so often people, and I really think this is going to hit home for a lot of your listeners is a lot of people right now are thinking, what am I going to go do next? What do I want to do? What's wrong with where I'm at now? And what could I do that would make me happier? And they're right back at it to wrong or right. what's going to be right for me. How can I be more, how can I produce my way? How can I do my, what do I need to do to get to where I want to go? And you help people see, you helped me see who, who am I now and who do I want to be that will get me to where I want to go? And, and, and then that will help me. Therefore, what can I do with it? Right. And that's amazing. So I'm, who do you want to be? Not what, just what do you want to do? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, okay. And then, um, what else, what else you got cooking up that people can get it? Can, if they want more, they want more of this goodness. Well, and here's a, here's a, this was a, uh, a tweet. I, I, I saw it on Twitter and since, and the day I saw it, it really resonated with me. And since then, I bet I've seen it shared a hundred times. Biggs Burke is the, and he's some entertainment guy. I'm sorry, Biggs. I don't remember your background. I didn't wiki you, but the, the, but the tweet was, don't be afraid to start over this time. You're not starting from scratch. You're starting from experience. And I think high achievers like us have this, well, I'll just keep trudging through because I don't want to waste all the experience. I don't want to start over. I don't, I have these ideas or I have this thing I might want to try, but I don't want to waste the education or waste the experience I've had. And that's, you know, as you've alluded to, that's not the way it works. Um, all that experience is helping you be whoever you want to be, um, next, or just to be more of where, whatever role you're in now, maybe just to, to, to be more grounded 
in who you are so that you can do it more confidently and more boldly, I think is, is the deal. We don't always have to leave. So the other thing that happens a lot with individuals and you and I have talked about this a lot in the group that you're in with the rise and thrive experience that you've done with, with me is it's, it's impossible to do these things in isolation. Mm. And so I, the phrase I use is nobody thrives alone. And so another thing that I'm kicking off, um, is, um, it's a group experience, but it's virtual. So people can be from anywhere in the country, which I love bringing people from different parts of the country together and learning from each other. And we're going to do badass breakthroughs, be more you in 2022. And it's a monthly one-on-one session with me and a monthly group with a group session with no more than 10. I'm going to take up to 10 and then I'm going to cut it off and I'm going to start marketing that next week. So I'm excited about so good. So good. One-on-ones with you are gold. Thanks babe. Well, that's incredible. I mean, that's, that's really incredible. So, I mean, again, I, I can't advocate enough for that, which you did not ask me to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, cause it's huge and it's, it's meaningful and I'm going to put it out there. It's life-changing and the people that you connect with is, uh, it's pretty incredible. So there, there you go. That's this thanks for the podcast takeover. I mean, I kind of, I kind of forced my way in here, but I'm sure glad you let me stay. This is come back fun. anytime. <laughs> if you wake up one morning, you're like, you know what I want to do today? I want to interview Rebecca on her podcast. I mean, don't tease, don't, don't talk to me. me. I might, I might. So, all right. Well, there you have it. You can't do your way to happiness. You gotta, you gotta be it. So I, I like it. it. Thanks love. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay Chepkema, the CEO and founder of Casted, the first and only amplified marketing platform. You can watch Lindsay's video from her Stand Tall in Your Story event at the link in the show notes. Today's reflection question is, what's that thing in your heart, your gut, that you have been pushing away and pushing away that you might need to pay a little bit of attention to? And the second reflection question is, when you think about your needs being personal, emotional, and social, what do you need right now? You know what it is. Listen to yourself. And please join the online community at badasswomenscouncil.community where we can continue the conversation and you can meet other badass high achievers like you. Thanks so much. Make it a great day. If you like the music for the podcast, go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your music and look up Cameron Hessian Clouds. You can download the full song there. He's got some other stuff out there as well. And yo, he's my son. It'd be great if you'd go and download some of his stuff. I'm not coming down. I never liked it on the ground. I'm not coming down.